Hello and welcome to 15-Minute Medicine, where we try to make medicine as simple as possible, but not simpler than that. I'm your host today, Fosa Ahamba, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nicholas Mutanamasoke and Farai Chigumadzi. How are you gents doing today? All good. Oh, well, thanks. And you? I'm doing all right, thanks. Yeah, just trying to stay stay alive here in the times of Coco V. But yeah, what can we do? Today we begin a series of episodes inspired by the Netflix original series Black Mirror. For those of you who don't know, Black Mirror is a series that essentially tries to satire human nature combined with new technological advances. So there's always a new technological advancement and combined with human nature often goes one way or the other or kind of reveals something within us that could make something so great not so great. Some episodes are filled with humor, some dark humor, some just plain dark. Ultimately, each episode leaves one with a moment to reflect about our relationship with technology and with ourselves. So today, I'll be discussing a concept premised around a sort of robot in the comfort of your own home. It's called the clinic bot. So essentially, this is a computer with a few added gadgets and gimmicks like a little finger prick blood test, BP cuffs, and all sorts of things that you can take vitals with. And essentially, it's in the comfort of your own home, and it can be act as a quick triage slash historian if you have a clinical problem. So just to give an example, you sitting at home, all of a sudden you start getting some severe chest pain. And you tell clinic bot, hey clinic bot, I've got the severe chest pain. It asks you about grading, do you have radiating symptoms, yes, no, autonomic features like sweating, nausea, vomiting, are you feeling lightheaded and weak, etc, etc. It'll combine all the symptoms with regards to your just your demographic risk factors, family history, and it'll come up with a list of possible diagnoses. In addition to this, it may take, a, for example, if you're suspecting myocardial infarction in this case, uh, stat troponin with this little finger prick um, component that it has. And then from there, it'll give you a list of probabilities through its algorithm, which gets better with time due to artificial intelligence and machine learning. And it'll say, okay, this is what you're likely ha- experiencing. It may have a drawer that unlocks if only when necessary and can give some stat medication such as aspirin or clopidogrel. And it can call an ambulance for you to be seen to at a medical facility. On rollout, this clinic bot becomes a sensation. Hospital visits are reduced for minor complaints where patients could have just been like, ah, why don't you just go to your local clinic? Or this is really minor, you're completely fine. You know, So all those sort of consultations, especially at 2 a.m. in the morning, are reduced. And obviously all the casualty doctors are rejoicing because they're really only seeing the real, real sick patients, which is what an emergency department should be. So since rollout, this thing seems like the best thing since penicillin. Farai and Nick, your thoughts? How much does it cost? I think pricing obviously will depend on all the various factors and inputs that it underwent, like the research and development of it and all the technology used and investment that the company that created this has put in. But let's just say, let's put it, I think the easiest way to understand it would be like how a new drug is developed, you know, 
and everyone calls this new drug the best light, um, thing since sliced bread. So this is kind of in a similar concept. But I don't want to go in too much into detail into the economics of all of that. Rather, let's just assume that it's widely available to a large proportion of the population, like any hopefully life-saving drug would be. I'm all for it, 100% all for it. So just maybe a part I might have missed or didn't grasp. Are you saying so, for example, there's a, um, a, a health bot stationed, like at the petrol station, for example, is that the kind of thing that you're saying? Yeah, some people prefer to have it in the comfort of their own homes. It can be at a okay. petrol station or various mobile clinics. Okay. Um, yeah. The only thing I'm thinking is that awkward moment when a health bot gets busted into and robbed. But yes, let's keep going. <laughs> let's assume that you know it's very well secure. Or it's in the comfort of your house. So yeah. like you, you've bought it, it's in your house, you're secure. You don't want to drive to the hospital, but you have some some issue that you want to consult a doctor or health service for. Sure, let's run. So far, even though I know that this episode is not about perfect solutions, but to me, this seems like a perfect solution. So here's from me. So everything seems to be bright and colorful, and the medical fraternity is not as overworked and not as you know stressed out and burnt out as it used to be. But a few problems start to develop. So a little bit further down the line, certain patients who do actually end up being called to the hospital by the clinic bot get there and all of a sudden when a doctor is trying to examine them or makes a different assessment, the patient's like, but actually my clinic bot said this is what I actually have or should might have. I don't think you're, you've done a good job or I think uh, the clinic bot is better. So maybe just give me what clinic bot said I should get and I'll be on my way. Or sometimes clinic bot may overdiagnose something more serious, and then when you get once you get to hospital, the doctor's like, "You're actually fine. You can go home. No need for medication. Don't worry." Then patients will be left feeling like, "Ah, oh, this is what a waste of time. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure this doctor's missing something, you know." Then there's a whole lot of dissatisfaction. In a similar way, sometimes patients will come to hospital. And they'll be like, but Google said this when I typed in my symptoms. Are you sure you're not missing something? So a new sort of frustration starts to hit the medical fraternity. On the other hand, you start having patients who were underdiagnosed. Maybe the bot took their symptoms, thought of it as quite mild, and treated it as such without having them go to hospital. But some patients present differently. Someone may have had a missed myocardial infarction, but their pain... To, according to them, wasn't so severe because they're typically a person who underrates their own pain or they have a high pain threshold or they didn't have all or like some symptoms of that were typical. They had an atypical history. So those patients, you know, maybe they just treated with some mild analgesia. Nothing much really, you know, happens to them in the immediate term, but maybe like three months down the line, they present to hospital with heart failure because they have a dead myocardium that's not just functioning and they finally tipped over the edge. So there's a certain overtrust with the spot that starts to occur. This for me highlights the common statement that was made and drilled into us during med school is that patients don't read textbooks. Farai, your thoughts? So when we first started doing clinical skills in, in medical school, they said something like, you can get the diagnosis of a patient, like 90% of the diagnosis from a good clinical history. I think that with, with these, these health bots, 
the algorithm that they use are not to get a definite diagnosis, but it's to get like quite close to it. But at the same time, there are some things that you're not gonna get just from yes and no. And I'm I'm I would think that the developers of these bots would ensure that like within their questions it would be like, okay, this is just chest pain secondary to gastroesophageal reflux or it's a, it's a non significant chest pain, like ninety percent sure. But if these symptoms continue past an hour, then visit a hospital. Or if you have the following conditions, you may want to visit a hospital as well. I don't think it's only going to tell you to stay at home. And I think it's a similar debate with telemedicine as well, where now during the coronavirus pandemic, regulators have gone against what they previously said and now are kind of rolling out telehealth more than they were before because they had these reservations about patients not being examined and people making judgment calls over the phone. But I think the thing, the benefits that you can't rule out is that with things like telehealth and these bots, what they should ideally be doing is fast tracking patients that do need to go to a hospital and also the people that don't need to go to hospital, which they are a lot of people, to also tell them that, no, actually, there's a simple intervention that you can do that's not going to cost you a day at work, that's not going to force you to drive out late at night, that's not going to add strain to the health system and going to result in you complaining about not being seen 12 hours later. Which, you know, ideally, if there, was, if there were enough healthcare professionals available, then, yeah, we'd see everyone as soon as anyone had a complaint. But there are a lot of times when all you need is reassurance and maybe a pain pill, sometimes even without the pain pill. So I think these bots are not going to take over healthcare, but it's to fast track and to de-escalate certain conditions. I think when they're being designed, that's the the main premise that they should be built around. Any thoughts, Nick? Yes. Firstly, I think it's a it's a it's a very good premise, like and idea, like most things are, as long as it's not abused. A few worries is having things like high schedule medication usually available from HealthBot in my house. Also, the fact that I'd maybe be able to answer a few questions correctly to get my fix if I was an addict. And just so on the human interaction side, I think my personal experience is that there are a number of times where, particularly in the older population, they want to see a doctor. They want to be touched by a doctor. They want to be auscultated by a doctor, percussed, you name it. And that's actually a big thing that they I mean, they'll never say it out loud, but you can definitely definitely get the feeling that this one isn't going to be satisfied if I don't at least do a general exam. But otherwise, in any time, not necessarily related to COVID, but I mean, specifically in a COVID time, for example, it could be like monumental with regards to self-isolating and keeping our hospitals empty in the, in the event of an emergency. Yeah, it's a very good concept, considering it doesn't go south. I'm assuming that it doesn't go south. So. But let's say, like, hypothetically, this innovation goes on for a few years before some problems are being detected. And even the problems that are being detected are, like, considered minor compared to the grander scheme of things. Then it also becomes now something similar we discussed um, in the previous episodes about the population versus the individual. Yeah. Like, finding that balance of, like, where do we draw the line? Maybe out of 20 patients with a similar 
initial presenting symptom or complaint. Like three have adverse outcomes that would have been avoided if they just actually saw a doctor versus the maybe 17 that did, didn't, and they were fast-tracked and safe. It's a random a arbitrary number. Percentage. Okay, let's say three out of a hundred yeah, or a hundred thousand. Yo, Farai's having me about the maths here. But essentially, a small percentage of the population has adverse events due to either over or under-diagnosing their conditions via the clinic bot. And then this goes on for quite a while. And there's also the risk that clinicians lose their, their clinical reasoning and judgment or like their skill. Because seeing pathology or identifying pathology is, is as much seeing the patient who really is sick as seeing the patient who isn't and knowing how to make the difference between the two. Because then you've seen 10 people who said they have severe retrosternal chest pain, but turned out six of them were actually like epigastric pain or reflux. And then the other four were actually proper classical ischemic chest pain. But if you didn't see those six gourds or gastritis patients, maybe you wouldn't know how to like differentiate the person who is really severe because you just haven't experienced that clinical exposure. I think that's my opinion. And that's what we we started off in med school. We started off with normal physiology, like how things run normally. And once we knew how things are supposed to go normally, then we went into what can go wrong and how what goes wrong looks like. So we could trade off great clinical skill in the long run or doctors with adequate clinical skills. True. I hear you. Very good points raised. The question that that comes, though, is that when I see this, this other health bot, as far as I understand it, it's not supposed to replace doctors. And it's only supposed to be for minor things. And a lot of the time, if you're seeing someone with chest pain at 2 a.m., your judgment, your tolerance, your patience, as much as you want to be good people, depending on where you work. If you're on a 24-hour shift with someone who's on a six-hour shift, you all need to you need to take that into consideration and how you're going to view the patient. Are you going to be improving your clinical skills if you are exhausted and this is the 10th case of this coming through versus in an emergency department? Should you not just be seeing these very serious cases and maybe one or two of these non-specific or non-serious um, presentations? That's, I think, where the where we shouldn't underestimate the benefit that this technology can bring to healthcare, if you see what I'm saying. Mm. It's for the minor things, and like I said, it's supposed to fast-track the more serious things. If someone has a minor ongoing pain, then they can come to a clinic during the day and see them at, uh, depending on where you work, but like with us at our family medicine clinic, and then we can talk about it, find out if it's serious or not. But at 2 a.m., you should be seeing the chest pain due to aortic dissection, myocardial infarction, and you should be able to deal with that timelessly. The, I don't think the emergency department should be a place that's hustling and bustling, bustling throughout the day. And if it is, then it should be serious thing that you are treating. Mm. I completely agree with you, Farai. And what I really wanted to achieve with this conversation we just had is how with each new innovation, each new technology that we introduce, or each new system, we need to just 
carefully examine the impact or carefully define what its purpose is. As you said, this bot should be more of a triage, more of a something to just tease out and should not substitute being seen by a medical professional or substitute doctors. But at the same time, it can be alleviate the load that's seen in casualty and actually have casualties serve their true purpose, which is seeing true emergencies. And what I really wanted to highlight also is just how everything needs to be carefully examined. So, for example, the NHI. There's a whole lot of excitement about it and how it's going to change things. But I think also we need to be wary of what is its purpose and what is the definition of NHI and what is its purpose to serve. Because if it's seen as, which I feel it's being seen as, this miracle that's going to transform the whole health system and make our problems go away, as opposed to maybe if it's directly targeting a specific issue in our healthcare system. Because there's a lot of issues that if we just do the basics right, we won't have as many problems as we're having currently. But we're always looking for this big, single-saving solution, whereas we need to think about targeting specific areas where the problem is. Yeah, that ends my little rant. Um, But who knows, maybe somebody's out there already thinking about creating something like this, or they're already in the process of creating something like this. Or maybe we've inspired someone to go out there and do it. Absolutely. And maybe maybe if the whole podcast thing doesn't work out for us in the long run, maybe Healthport will. I agree. Uh, please note, these ideas are intellectual property. <laughs> patented. Absolutely. No stealing of ideas. We've got to get paid what we owed to whoever's listening out there. Any final comments, gents? No, I think it's, it's well said. It's a, it's a very good potential innovation which would definitely need to be researched with a lot of scope for good and a lot of scope for bad. But to roll out and test and see what cost, the the benefit outweighs the risk. Any final thoughts for I? Nope. All right. And just to end off this episode in a true Black Mirror fashion, as you remember, earlier started off talking about A gentleman with some typical chest pain, which was indicative of a myocardial infarction. Now, let's just assume this gentleman ended up having gourd or was admitted for epigastric pain rather than actual ischemic chest pain about six times in the last year. And obviously, with this machine and machine learning and artificial intelligence, this machine is truly convinced that this man is not having ischemic chest pain and once again he starts having chest pain as the man is complaining the machine is like no you're fine you don't actually need to go to hospital here are some ppis the pain doesn't get better the pain doesn't get better but the machine is convinced that this man doesn't have ischemic chest pain and the man is like okay i trust this bot i'm gonna go with what it says although I have a gut feeling, excuse the pun, that maybe it isn't. And unfortunately, the man starts to deteriorate and deteriorate. He's desperate. He asks the bots to call the ambulance. The bot denies him that liberty. He cries out to his wife, baby, please help me. Please help me. I'm having some chest pain again. She's sitting in the other room and replies, "Ah, come on, baby. You know, this is just your usual stomach pains again, so... Just listen to the bot. You know the bot is always right. She doesn't even 
bother to come into the next room and see how he's actually looking. His condition continues to worsen until a sisterly. Thanks guys for your contribution to this conversation and to our listeners if you have any comments, thoughts about this episode, about future episodes, about what you'd like us to talk about, please feel free to comment and let us know on our Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and let us continue to make medicine as soon as possible.